Guess what, everybody? The One Event Podcast is back, baby! It is the middle of April, and I am here with my buddy, Miles V. Miles, I missed you. What's going on, my friend? Hi, I'm Miles. Maybe you've heard of me. Man, it's so good to get back into this. I The time we've had off, it's it's been it's been heartbreaking. I miss you, man. I miss being with you. I miss being near you. I miss your laugh. I miss your scent. All that stuff. <laughs> I think when this is over, we should get a place together. You know what I mean. Um, so much has been going on since football's ended, right? I mean, we are smack in the middle of NBA playoffs. Yeah. We've got a great start to the MLB season. Yeah. I, the NFL draft, it's it's right around the corner. We got things to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you just sort of encapsulated what's going on. I mean, there is just so much happening in the world of sports right now that we just felt it was time to really jump in there and, you know, take a look at all of the sporting activity with our prism of what's going on in the betting world. So we're going to talk some basketball today. We've got four playoff games tonight. It is uh, a Saturday night. The 22nd, we have uh, baseball, obviously, in full swing. We've got the draft on Thursday. So there's a lot of stuff going on that we're going to get into. Um, Let's just just sort of jump in. What are you feeling? We got four basketball games tonight. Um, I got some thoughts on a couple of these games. What are you thinking about, Miles? Well, you know, I actually was thinking about going to the Laker game, but I decided against it, and I think I'll just watch it later on on television. But... That is going to be an interesting series. You know, injuries are playing a, a role in that one. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like the Lakers have been playing possum all year, and now that they're mm. in the playoffs, they're really deciding to turn it on. I mean, they've got two superstars, and D'Angelo Russell, who is a you know very good player, They've got a decent team to make a run. They sure do. And uh, players like Rui Hachimura are stepping up. Uh, you know, Austin Reeves has had a you know great second half to the season. So they've got those role players. The Lakers very easily could have been 2-0 coming out of Memphis. Ja Morant doesn't play in game two. They miss a lot of key crucial shots. It's 1-1. So they got to look at it as a win. Now, as you said, injuries are very prevalent, not only in this game, but all across the playoffs. We'll talk about that in just a second. You know, the the line on this game is the Lakers minus four and a half and the over under of 220.5. I will tell you, for me, the bet that jumps out is that under. So let's take a look at that. Game one, total score was 240. Lakers really went off. They scored 128. Game two, much tighter, 103.93. So the total was 196. I believe that it's defense that's going to be the key for the Lakers. It really has in their last kind of month or two as they made a run to get into the playoffs. I think tight defense. I think the fact that if Ja plays, he's going to be questionable. He's got the bad hand. I think they're going to turn up the screws, and I really like them to get under that 220 line. So that's the number that I'm looking at. The four and a half. Yeah, I think they'll cover it, but I do think the, uh, the under is where I'm going to be putting my money tonight. What are you thinking? If you look at the series as a whole, BetMGM has the the Lakers at a minus one sixty five to win the series, and has the Grizz at a plus one forty. 
while uh, you know 165 isn't a great number, I happen to think the Lakers are going to pull this one off. I just think that with enough of the rest that LeBron had during part of the year, that you know Anthony Davis is just a monster and and can't be matched by the Grizz. Um, the Lakers are going to come out victorious, at least in this series. So I like the Lakers to win it overall, whether it's you know tonight by four and a half or not. I'm looking at it kind of as the seven game series, and so that's where my head's at. Anthony Davis, we could spend a whole hour talking about that guy because when he is on, he is unstoppable. But there's something a little brittle to that guy. He is on his back more than a French prostitute. You look up and that guy is constantly on the floor. And I'm not totally sure why. You look at a power guy like LeBron, he's never on the floor. And I know Anthony Davis is battling it out in there. But, boy, it's like he's playing on skates sometimes, you know? It's an interesting take. Uh, He certainly uh, almost blew their chances of getting into the goddamn playoffs with that foul on a three-pointer with no time left uh, earlier in the series. So pretty interesting. Yeah, almost stole uh, Dennis Schroeder's uh, glory there. That's another guy like a good veteran in Schroeder. Yeah, you talked about injuries. So all four of the games tonight have significant injury issues. The Lakers, Grizzlies with John Moran, he's questionable. Uh, 76ers, Nets, Joel Embiid is out. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami, Giannis uh, with his back is questionable. Uh, Tyler Hero is already out of that game. Uh, really an interesting year that injuries have uh, crept into all of these games. I know it's the end of the season. They've been battling hard, but I don't remember a season in the past where significant injuries in every series have really impacted the games, the lines, the outcomes. Uh, so there's a lot of uncertainty going on. Well, well I- I wouldn't surprise me going to the the Sixers Nets game that if, if the Sixers you know they they have the luxury of resting Embiid being up three zero you know but I think if this was yeah. a a must win game uh you know it wouldn't surprise me if he'd be in there and I'll tell you I like the Sixers this year I I they're such a uh, a well coached well rounded team they've got great guard play between. I mean, obviously you've got James Harden, but between Maxi and Melton, also with yeah. them, you know, I what I like in a in an NBA team is when you got great guard play coupled with the big guy, and you know, Embiid is one of the most dominant big guys in the league. But you got all that guard play and a role player like Tobias Harris. I'm really looking at them to possibly win. Um, the Eastern Conference champions. I, I know that people look at the Celtics and think they're also due for a run, but and even the the the, the Bucks. But I was looking again at the uh, at the futures, and the Sixers are at a plus three fifty. I think there's value there, and I think it's worth uh, you know throwing some money down and seeing if they can come out with that result on winning the uh, the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a big Robert Maxey fan. Uh, sorry, Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Robert Maxey is old, like I am. Uh, that guy is just a, a ball of energy, a great, great defense. And um, I think you're absolutely right. A great role player on an interesting team. The one thing, though, that I would say about the 76ers compared to like in Milwaukee is I think Milwaukee is a better team. Just, you know, they are able to play better without Giannis as opposed to Embiid if he is out. 
all of the offense really goes through them. So they need him to be on the floor. They're going to get past, you know, Brooklyn, no doubt about it, but they need him to be healthy and on top of it. You know, when you're going in to play Milwaukee, when you're going in to play Boston down the road, they need Embiid. They need him at full strength. So that, uh, you know, that's crucial for those guys, for the 76ers to to go deep into these playoffs. They have the advantage, though, being up 3-0 and possibly closing this out and having some time to rest. I think, you know, the Bucks heat games are not up at one, so there's still a lot of basketball there. Yeah, but he does have a sprained knee, and he's out. So the question is, how serious is that injury? You know, I think Giannis is coming back from, you know, a lower back bruise. If the sprained knee is really bad and it's really going to hamper him, that could have a serious effect. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else is playing tonight? Well, I tell you, we've got uh, Phoenix and the Clippers. Uh, you know, Kawhi is out. Clippers uh, are down uh, two games to one. I think Phoenix is going to move on. They are the favorite, you know, in the West. A little bit over Denver, which is surprising to me. I don't have any thoughts on that game. Phoenix minus seven and a half over under minus two twenty five and a half. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Although all of the games have been at two twenty five or older. I'll tell you what, what bet I do like though, the Milwaukee Miami game. So it's one, one. Uh, I do think Milwaukee is going to prevail. I do think that they have the guns without, uh, without Giannis, if necessary, Chris Middleton and Bobby Porter and some of the other guys, The over on this game is 220 and a half. The first two games were at 247 and 260. (laughs) I don't see at all how this is going to approach the under because Milwaukee's basically already proven that they can score without Giannis. These two teams light it up. I'm all over that over number. It is Milwaukee minus four and a half. I think they'll cover that as well, but I'm on the over at 220 and a half. Yeah, I like that bet. I like that bet for sure. Um, explosive team, uh, you know, going back, uh, to the Suns Clippers, I feel like the Clippers are already waving the white flag. Yeah. I feel like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you never know when they're playing, when they're not playing. I, they, if you look at them throughout the season, I don't know if combined they were on the court at the same time, you know, half the games, uh, the Suns are just a talented team. You know, they say you need three superstars, really, to, to, to win an NBA championship. They've got Durant. They've got Chris Paul. They've got Devin Booker. Yeah. There's three superstars. they got Aiden as well, and yeah. Aiden's right there on the cusp. They are a talented team. They're not deep, but when they put their best players forward, I don't think anyone can match up to them. So it's no surprise that they're a favorite coming out of the West at a, at a plus 175. And I, I like it. It'd be really nice to see uh, the Suns win a championship and just kind of change it up in the NBA. Totally agree. And when you talk about the three key superstars to drive a team, I don't think you can really do better than the experience of Chris Paul, the domination of Durant, the up-and-coming stardom of Booker. Plus they have, you know, Bismack Mayambo has been playing better. Torrey Craig is a nice piece. They, they don't go, you know, 12 guys deep, but they do have some nice pieces, Landry Shamit, and I agree with you. They're just a fun team to watch. Chris Paul is a floor general. He knows what's going on. Cameron Payne is another solid piece. Uh, I love watching the Suns play, and I do think that they're going to get past the Clippers pretty easily. The interesting series, I think, and the one that the odds makers are having a tough time deciding between is the Sacramento Kings Golden State Warriors. I mean, just that series alone, they got the Kings at an even, 
and uh, Golden State at a minus 120. So even being down two games to one, the odds makers think Golden State's coming back. And, you know, Draymond already had his suspension. They still won, right? You know Golden State's a good team. They're just they're just in a really peculiar position right now being the favorite and and down two game and down two games to one i think just going into golden state with all of the recent history that they've had there sacramento god bless them what a great season that they've had but they're new they're they're you know this is new territory for them they haven't been in the playoffs in forever and i think it's you know, a little bit of intimidating. You know, they've got some great players, Sabonis and Darian Fox. They, you know, Fox really impressed me in that first game. That guy was, you know, kind of a hidden gem that people don't know about. And hopefully he's getting some national exposure. Yeah, interesting line, uh, a great series, you know, all part of, you know, a lot of great series going on. The NBA is really rolling stars all over the place. So, Well, you said there was a, a, another game you were thinking of making a bet on. What was that? No, it was the two. So it was the uh, the under on the Laker game and the over on the Milwaukee-Miami game. Those were the two bets that really jumped out at me. Okay. Well, one other series I wanted to highlight is being close is the is the Cavs-Knicks series yeah. with the Knicks being up 2-1 to one right now. And at least BetMGM has the Cavs at a plus 165 and the Knicks at a minus 200. I keep an eye on the Cavs. They are a young team that, you know, surprises a lot of people with their talent. You know, uh, yeah, I think right now home home advantage is going to the Knicks. But, uh, you know, if the Cavs tie this one up, it wouldn't surprise me if they were to squeak by. I think you're right. Uh, I'm a big Evan Mobley fan, uh, USC Trojan, uh, really playing nicely in the uh, NBA. Uh, and tough series, definitely a tough series. Well, that's a lot of basketball going on tonight. Four great games. I got money on two of them. What else is going on in the world of sports? A little baseball, maybe, Miles? Yeah, why don't we take a quick break, and then we can get into baseball. You know, we're about 20 games into the season, and uh, lots going on. Let's do it. We're going to be right back with some baseball. And we're back. Major League Baseball 2023. What we're going to do during these uh, middle-of-the-season want-to-bets is we're going to pick some things every episode and talk about the lines, uh, you know, divisions, futures. So for this first week, I think we're going to talk about the NL Central, if I am correct. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about the NL Central. You know, if we were doing a daily pod, I think it'd be a lot easier to talk about more baseball. But I think there's some general themes that we should go over. Uh, And I think, you know, with this week focusing on the NL Central is a good call. Just going back to general themes, you know, what's happened lately? Well, we've had a, a hot start by several teams, right? Uh, you've got the, the Rays out of nowhere going 13-0. and 0. You know, that's a team that draws 17,000 fans. <laughs> uh, 17,000 fans and no one's watching them. And yet they're leading the, uh, the AL East. So hats off to them. You got the Pirates out of nowhere who, you know, were not picked to, to go all that far in the NL Central, which we'll talk further about. But they're off to a great start. How about the NL West and the D-backs? Yeah. You know, with with the with with division that contains the Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres, you got the D-backs out in front. That one, I don't think what it was uh, was very well predicted. And then even in the AL West, you got the Texas Rangers that are overachieving. So a lot of surprises to start the season. I, I mean, I always think that baseball is better when the best teams are doing well. 
So you want to see the Yankees. You want to see the Red Sox. You want to see the Dodgers and Giants. This is a year where we're starting to see some alternative teams make some noise, and it's it's nice. Yes, although I would say that baseball is a long season, and what's going on in the middle of April is not necessarily what's going to happen at the end of September. But you are right. And, you know, look, the Pirates are playing 667 ball. They're 14-7. and seven. Uh, so it's no no joke at this point. You did not mention your Cubbies, who have come out strong, twelve and seven. Uh, they're right there, a game and a half back. How are you feeling about your Cubbies? I've watched a lot of Cubs games, and I think they're about one to two years away from being really good. I think it's possible that they can make a a run for the playoffs this year, but I I didn't expect it, and I do think they're overachieving a little bit. I got to tell you, I'm really surprised and pleasantly surprised for that matter with the Cody Bellinger acquisition. I mean, basically the Cubs last year, their worst player was Jason Hayward. They <laughs> let him go. He goes over the Dodgers. So now he's their worst player. And the Dodgers <laughs> worst player, you know, at least batting average wise was Cody Bellinger. He ends up on the Cubs and he's mashing the ball, which is great to see. Uh, I didn't, I'm hoping for a you know, continued resurgence out of him. And, you know, Wrigley Field with the wind blowing out is great for left-handed hitters. So hopefully, you know, he'll do what Schwarber was doing for the Cubs and continue to, you know, launch monster bombs. I mean, look, he is a former MVP. So he got lost in the wilderness for a little bit. And uh, you're right. Whatever, uh, you know, little tweak they've made over with his swing or the work that he's doing is really paying off for your Cubbies. The Dansby Swanson acquisition was just so much better than than expected. I've always been a Dansby Swanson fan. I, I saw him play in Omaha when he was at Vanderbilt, uh, you know, back when, uh, you know, my kid was playing travel ball and we went up for a tournament there, and he's amazing. You know, he's got that great experience coming out of the Braves, and he hit the ground running. I mean, he's, he's already, you know, uh, has a huge hit streak, and he's really kind of kicking ass at the top of the lineup. Um, I'm pleased with their, with their bats where I'm a little bit concerned is their pitching. Uh, and when I say they're pitching, it's really, uh, in the relief area, they don't have a closer uh-huh. and they've been trying Mike Fulmer as a closer and he's been getting lit up like a pinball machine. <laughs> and so they got Brian Boxberger who has been a closer before, but I'm just concerned that unless they're going to be beating teams by six, seven, eight runs, which by the way, they've done a decent job of when you're playing the Oakland A's and, and even the Dodgers. Um, that if it gets close, uh, they're they're you know they just don't have the horses to to close out the games. Well, if you have Drew Smiley pitching like he did yesterday and almost having a perfect game, you don't really need to worry about your uh, bullpen. You didn't mention Nico Horner. Man, that guy has uh, come out of nowhere to really put up some stats at the beginning of the year. Also, I've been following his career since he played at Stanford. He is solid, great defensively as well. So I really like the Cubs up the middle when it, when it, you know you're looking at Swanson, Horner, and even you know Bellinger in center field. Um, Seiya Suzuki was a, uh, was a late, uh, starter this year in terms of, of playing. He was injured. And so he's only been in the mix for like the last seven days. So I expect him to contribute a whole bunch and Patrick wisdom, like out of nowhere was, was leading the league in, in home runs. So yeah. we're overachieving, we're winning series. 
Um, you know, it's a tough one this this weekend against the Dodgers, but if we can continue to win three out of four, two out of three, uh, it'll be nice to see them if they can, you know, be there at the end. But they're not even really the that you know the major team to talk about in the NL Central. I really do think it's the Pirates. I mean, you've got a team that no one expected to do anything. Their starting pitchers are, are going quality starts almost every day. They've got Bednar at the end who's saving all the games. Um, you know, offensively, what a resurgence by Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, here's a guy who gets back to his original team, and he's just playing timelessly. Um, and, and by the way, one of their best players, O'Neill Cruz, is injured, and yet they're still managing the win without him. So I really like the Pirates right now. Let's talk about the futures for a second, because they're at plus 2,500 on BetMGM right now, and they're in second place. So just to go over it, Milwaukee's the favorite. They're at minus 155. They are in first place. Uh, St. Louis, they're plus 190, but they're in fourth place. The Cubs plus 700 in third place. Pittsburgh plus 2,500 in second place. Could be an interesting bet. And then Cincinnati, who's just an all-surround. Also ran there at plus eight thousand, and they are rightfully in fifth place. How do you think those, uh, you know, those stats and those records are going to shake up at the end of the year? I think there's a lot of value in taking the Pirates right now at plus twenty five hundred. I mean, we're already over ten percent into the season, and they're showing what they can do. I'm not a believer in the Brewers. You know, yes, they've got two good pitchers in Burns and, and Woodruff, but both of them have already been injured this year, and I just I don't see their lineup is being sustainable. You know, the interesting thing is the Cardinals. Who are they going to be this year? They're just, they're off to a rough start, and yet they're a plus 190. So everyone thinks they're going to do well. But I like the value of plus 2,500. I think that's worth worth throwing a couple dollars on. I do not disagree. That kind of return where the, where, you know, where they are right now with their record, why not throw a hundred bucks on a team that is overachieving, but has a lot of young pieces and are headed in the right direction. Yeah. Exciting players. I mean, we haven't even talked about Cabrian Hayes, who's been, you know, ripping it up as well as playing a great defense. Uh, You know, Reynolds is off to a great start. You know, it's it's time to get excited about a team that hasn't been good in a long time, and maybe all these years outside of being in the playoffs is uh, is finally catching up to them. But come back, Pirates! It's great to see the Buckos doing well. A lot of baseball left to be played. The NL Central will be a horse race all the way through. A lot of great storylines already. Yeah, and you know, even not even looking just at the NL Central, let's talk about <laughs> the Oakland A's potentially moving to Vegas right? How's that for some betting funds? I think more than potentially. I think that that train has left the station. That looks like it's going to happen. You know, Vegas is becoming the sports capital of the West with uh, everything that's going on. Yeah, look, Oakland has just been a graveyard for years. It's a terrible stadium and a terrible fan base and terrible ownership. And they're, you know, uh, uh, you know, going from their money ball days years ago, they're really not doing anything as a franchise. I think that'll be exciting for Vegas. You know, I, I think it'll be a, a fun addition, a lot of energy, and uh, you know, it'll and you know reinvigorate that franchise. I totally agree. I know that people in Vegas are excited about the prospect. You know, there's been AAA baseball there in Vegas, and it gets a ton of attendance. I went, uh, I've been going to Vegas a fair amount and uh, lately, and I went to a Golden Knights game, which was what an experience. That was so much fun. The fans are really behind their team. 
And then in terms of the Allegiant Stadium, you know, where the Raiders are playing, that's a brand new state-of-the-art facility. It's gorgeous. This proposed ballpark is going to be built, you know, within a stone's throw of there. That's going to be just an awesome region. And unfortunately, you know, it's going to take some time for them to break ground and finish it all off. And I'm, I'm hearing 2027 before the A's are actually playing there. But I think that's going to go right in line with me retiring and moving to Las Vegas and just enjoying sports, you know, all year round. Yeah. An exciting move for them. So raise your hand. If you have Max Scherzer on your fantasy team, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) That would be me raising my hand. What's going on there? And do you think it's going to have any long-term effect on the Mets? You know, they're plus 225 to win that division. Uh, favored to come in second behind the Braves. Uh, you know, he says it was rosin mixed with sweat, but he dropped his appeal. You know, has he been a serial cheater and he just got caught now? Is this an anomaly? What do you think's going on here? I don't know, but, you know, you get suspended for 10 games. You got Verlander, who, you know, didn't start the season because he's injured. And I'm a little concerned about the Mets. I mean, I, I like that team. I think, uh, you know, Alonzo is having an MVP start. Yeah. But, but you know, their pitching is going to have to keep them in games. And, you know, they lost DeGrom over to the to the Rangers. You got this happens with, with Scherzer. And I don't know what's happening with Verlander. I think it's a distraction. I, I hope it amounts to nothing. I've always liked Scherzer as a, as a player. Um but no, this was uh, this was kind of out of the blue. Yeah, it was. I saw the headline. I thought it was a joke at first because you know this guy's been around for 12, 15 years. He's an established you know star already. So it never really heard rumors about him. But yeah, you're right. These guys have a stacked roster. But if they don't get their pitching staff in order, you know they've got McNeil, who is the batting champ. You know they've got Nimmo. They've got Alonzo, who's mashing as usual. They've got all the offensive pieces. But uh, if they don't have those top three starters lined up. You know, Atlanta's tough, and Atlanta, they have pitching galore. Uh, You know, Philly's obviously made a huge run last year, kind of out of nowhere, so they're going to be competitive. Uh, Just This could be a tough little, you know, hiccup for the Mets to start the season. Yeah, I mean, they're succeeding in spite of themselves, but I do like Atlanta to come out of the AL East, and, you know, once Philly gets Bryce Harper back, which I'm hearing is going to happen sooner than later, I do think that's a whole new dimension for that team as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, New York better, uh, you know, play 500 ball while Scherzer serving a suspension to, you know, make sure they don't fall too far behind. Yeah, Scherzer owes me a couple of starts. He owes me a couple of wins. I'm I'm not happy, and I'm going to be sending my bill to collect. Yeah, I took him that day in Daily Fantasy, so imagine my shock when I found out that he <laughs> wins three innings and he's no longer pitching. So. Yeah, my fantasy team just stumbled out of the block. I had Max Fried of the, uh, the Braves who pulled his calf like in the first inning, and then Scherzer's out, and... You know, Schwarber isn't even hitting his weight yet, although he did a home, hit a home run yesterday. So as usual, I am incredibly mediocre in fantasy, and I'm sure that uh, that trend will continue. Well, I've been uh, I've been a couple leagues myself, and I've been really kind of watching who's hot, who's getting called up, all these things. And I think you know, in this podcast, maybe in the future, we can address some of these uh, some of these players to look out for. 
Yeah, there's going to be a lot of baseball to talk during the year. So each week we're going to tackle a division. We're going to tackle some futures. You know, we might look ahead towards, you know, some of the awards as as the players really, you know, kind of get into the season. So, look, we love baseball uh, and it's a little hard to do on a daily basis when you're doing a weekly podcast, but uh, we're going to have some fun with it. No doubt. When we come back, we're going to talk a little football because it's April. And who doesn't talk NFL football in April? No sport has done a better job of making themselves relevant year round. And of course, the NFL draft is next week. So in just a minute, we're going to come back and talk some football. Can't wait. All right. We're back. Miles, let's talk some football. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I was looking at the futures and the futures are up on BetMGM. And the futures are up as to who will win each of their divisions. So you've got the AFC and NFC East, North, South, and West. And there's some interesting value to be had. And the beauty of this is that you're picking ahead of the NFL draft. So you don't know exactly what's going to go down, what trades might occur, you know, who might get picked, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a, favorite quarterback all of a sudden decides to slip in the draft all these unknowns and so now might be an interesting time to take a chance and see what the odds are because you know they're going to change once things kind of shake out yeah so what uh, what are the divisions that are grabbing your attention right now i'll tell you this in the afc east um you've got the buffalo bills still at plus money you're getting plus 130 which is somewhat of a value when I look at the overall odds. A lot of these divisions are at minus money because they think that a team is going to win so dominantly. And in terms of the AFC East, I actually think Buffalo is going to win dominantly. So I take the plus money there at plus 130. Yeah, I think Miami has definitely improved. I like them. I don't know what Tua's position is going to be at quarterback and if he'll manage to complete a full season. You've got the New England with their dynasty, which I think is over, which which leaves the Jets. And I think, you know, the Jets right now actually are at plus 225. Yeah, they're they're actually the, the number two team. And of course, that's all hinged on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will likely end up on the Jets. Why we're still talking about where he's going to end up in the in the end of April is beyond me. But even if he does, I I don't care. I don't. He's not that significant anymore. I think Buffalo's going to win that division, and why not take him at plus money? I think that one's kind of a sure thing. Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh... Uh, set of numbers right now with that that Jets at plus 225 obviously just waiting for the word to become official and that trade to go through although it seemed like it was going to happen imminently a couple of weeks ago and then it's just kind of been on hold a little bit so who knows if something you know if there's someone who has to pass a physical or an issue with that trade and it might not happen I also think that it will happen but um, yeah interesting take you get some nice money um, you know, can the Dolphins give Buffalo a run for their money? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm with you. I like them. I mean, I look, I I like the Dolphins as a as a potential playoff team. Don't get me wrong, and I think they're great. But winning the division, we're talking here, and so I, I'm thinking Buffalo is the most dominant of the teams. Yeah, you had also mentioned the AFC South with Jacksonville uh, right now listed as a favorite at minus one fifty. That's an interesting line. Jacksonville minus 150. I'm sorry, but I just, I think Trevor Lawrence is improving, but you know, 
I don't know that Mr. Lawrence, uh, as they say in Cobra Kai, is ready to put anyone in a body bag or sweep the leg. I mean, it's Jacksonville. They're not that good. Now, granted, their division is not that good with Houston, Indianapolis, and Tennessee. Yeah, uh, I'm. Ag- I think it's really about the division. I agree with that take. But I'm willing to put money on one of the other teams and try to get plus money back. I just Jacksonville is not that explosive. So, okay, how about the Colts? Granted, last year I got them wrong almost every time I bet on them, but they're <laughs> plus five hundred, right? And they happen to get Gardner Minshew uh, as a quarterback. Now he might not be their starter if they end up drafting someone out of the draft and, and, and start them immediately. Although I don't think they'll do that. I, I mean, I think they'll get a quarterback, but I think Gardner will likely start for them. He's not a bad option to be honest. Yeah, no question. Houston, they have the number two pick in the draft. They need a quarterback. Uh, you know, Tennessee, that's a team that I might take a look at. Tannehill is not that far removed from, you know, being a really solid quarterback. They're the second favorite in the division at plus three, three twenty five. Uh, I would agree with you that this is a weaker division. Uh, Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence are seeing the benefits of that in terms of how it's being handicapped. Uh, I'm not convinced as well. I think that could be an interesting bet to take somebody else in the division. Anyone else you like? Well, heck, you could take both Tennessee at plus 325 and Indianapolis at plus 500, and you're going to make money, right? I mean, you're basically betting against Jacksonville. So I... I think uh, now more than ever is a time to take advantage of those lines. There was another uh, region, another another conference that I think is worth looking at, and that's the NFC North. So there you've got Detroit being the favorite at plus one thirty. Now I don't know, I don't I don't know if I bet Detroit, and I'm telling all of the players on Detroit you shouldn't be betting on anything, but <laughs> I actually like Minnesota more than Detroit. Right. I mean, Detroit is up and coming, um, but as you might have heard in the news, right, they had some scandal of gambling scandal scandal where, you know, half their team is betting on sports. And so a couple guys were dropped. A couple guys are suspended. One of the guys suspended Jameson Williams, really, really good receiver who was just starting to come into his own at the end of the season. He was catching touchdown passes at the end of the year. They're going to miss him for the first part of the year. So, um, nevertheless, I do think Minnesota at plus 300 is the team to watch there. Green Bay is not good. Chicago's getting better, but I just feel like Minnesota won the division last year. I'd look for them to win it again, and at plus 300, that seems like a good value to me. I'm going to admit, when the betting scandal came down, I looked at the futures lines just to see where everybody was, and I was shocked to see that Detroit was the favorite in there. I know that they had a nice season, you know, Goff had a little bit of a comeback season, but just to try to say it out loud that the Detroit Lions are the favorites and the NFC North does not come easily out of my mouth. That is one of the tighter divisions uh, Green Bay, they are listed as the heaviest underdog at plus 450. So obviously Chicago could be trending upwards with Justin Fields. Green Bay, they're a big question mark, although, you know, theoretically they have their replacement in love. Uh, it's going to be a tight division, but does not help the Detroit Lions. Uh, they do have the number six pick in the draft, so that might help them out. Um, yeah, but not where you want to be going into kind of the summer, uh, you know, 
during a year where you had some nice traction last year. Hopefully they can get past, get past this. Uh, but I'm, I'm also agreeing with you here that there's some other teams that I would look at in this division. I'm not hugely, uh, you know, a fan of Minnesota. They always manage to lose the big primetime games. Uh, that's their history. So I wouldn't spend a lot of money there, but I don't know that I'm going in with Detroit as the favorite either. Well, the good news is that they just have to win the division, and so they can lose the primetime playoff game all they want. I'm just saying they're going to have the best record. So that's that. And then one more that looks a little bit juicy to me is the NFC South. Right now, you've got New Orleans as the favorite at plus 115, and I'm not convinced that New Orleans is the best team coming out of the South. Yes, they got Carr as the quarterback, and that's going to be interesting when they implement him into the offense, but Atlanta's at a plus 400, Carolina's at a plus 275, and Tampa Bay's at a plus 500. Now, I know Brady's not QBing Tampa Bay anymore, but uh, still, I think there's some good value looking at the non-New Orleans Saint teams, and I'm, I would be interested in putting some money down on, on one of those other three. Who would you, who would you put it on? Right now, I'm leaning Atlanta, and I think that's because I just think Atlanta is a is a well coached team. I think they've got some some really interesting young skill players in in London and Kyle Pitts, and so uh, you know coming out of the South, I wouldn't surprise me if this was their year. Mm-hmm. Carolina at plus two seventy five, so they think they're the next best team, and I just wonder um, if they can you know replace the loss of uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I, I don't know. That's why I'm kind of thinking Atlanta's a good value. So crazy early take. Who's in the Super Bowl next year? That's a way crazy early take. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> at least wait till the draft happens before we start making No, it. I want it now. I want to put it down on record. We'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miles, we've talked some baseball. We've talked some basketball. We've talked some football. Yeah, you know... Uh, I'll say this. I think maybe um, when the golf majors start uh, happening, I know we had the Masters just recently, but maybe when it gets time for some of the Opens, uh, we can talk about golf as well because that's been really fun to watch. Yeah, it sure has. And to see the best players in the world from both tours, you know, Mickelson had a crazy run at the Masters. Good for John Rahm. I love watching that guy, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Really exciting uh, players. Uh, It's going to be a great summer of golf. Looking forward to the U.S. Open uh, and the Open. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of of golf on the slate down the road. Yeah, so let's keep this up. Let's let's continue to get together and and be relevant and and make sure our advertisers uh, continue to like us and you know, make sure our fans continue to like us. And the truth is, fans, love to hear from you. Feel free to go to our Twitter, at Wannabat, and feel free to tell us who you think are going to win the uh, the NL Central or who you think is coming out of the of the NFL and their divisions. I'd be interested in, in seeing the takes of some of our, you know, favorite fans that like to post with us. Absolutely. It's going to be a great spring and summer, lots of sports, Lots of excitement, certainly for the next you know month or two with with uh, pro basketball and the playoffs. The baseball season will unfold. We're going to be here uh, all summer talking to you, giving us our takes, talking lines, talking futures, talking bets. Uh, Miles, always great to sit down with you, hear your take on things. Uh, why don't you give us a nice sign off? 
Yeah, I miss you, bud, and I do love your body, Larry. So we'll uh, we'll do this again, although the next time I may be coming at you from a new time zone. We are picking up and moving to the Chicagoland area, so you will see me in the Midwest giving my takes after I get all kinds of new information about all things you know, Midwest. So I'm going to be an, a new expert when it comes to the Big Ten, when it comes to the NFC North, when, <laughs> when it comes to the NL Central, all that stuff. I'm going to be getting all kinds of new news and new sources. So are we renaming the podcast All Cubbies all the time? Is that our new name? <laughs> no, no. You are the homer. I'm surprised we didn't talk much about the pods. Not much to talk about at this point. Uh, you know, they're not hitting the ball at all. They did get Tatis back. He's done nothing. So uh, I'm probably going to need a month or two before we get into Padre Talk. Okay, well, I look forward to that because I think they're going to be relevant at the end of the year. And uh, and maybe by then I'll, I'll uh, have more of a, of a take when it comes to the Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, all that good stuff. Brewers. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll be back soon. Take care. All right. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid.